On today's show, we'll be talking about Scully.io with one of its co-creators, Aaron Frost. How's it going, everyone? Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, it's it's uh, really exciting news. You know, we've had uh, static site generators floating around for a bit now, so I'm I'm really excited to talk about a uh, Angular version of it finally. I know, me too. It's cool. I'm the same. So we're gonna dive in first of all, just uh, kind of introduce Aaron and uh, what he's all about. Um, on your LinkedIn, it says uh, web architect, ng-conf organizer, which I think you're like the creator of ng-conf, right? Yeah. More, more than just an organizer. Uh, yeah. Google dev expert, podcaster. <laughs> I love the last one, ice fisherman extraordinaire. So that's pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I also, I also want to mention uh, Aaron has hero devs, uh, CEO, co-founder, founder uh all those awesome things yeah um so how about in your words tell us a little bit about yourself and uh so our viewers can get to know you a little better so the only thing i would add to the list that you already said is i also have five kids so (laughs) my life on top of everything we already said my life any any sort of free time i may have had is gone right (laughs) so uh, my kids are, my, I got lucky though. Some people have like hard kids. I have five really easy kids. So, um, so that's nice. So if we see uh, a little gremlin like passing in the background there, we know what's going on. No, yeah, you might. They love to <laughs> crash the podcast. So they might definitely pop by to say hi. Awesome. And if not, that's you might fun. hear them screaming in the back. A couple of them that aren't, aren't in school yet still running. Nice. Around, so. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I've been a web developer for a long time. And, um, before that I was in QA, I was like a senior QA automation engineer for quite a long time as well. Um, a couple of my buddies and I, we were just at work one day and we, we had this idea and we're like, Hey, let's, let's maybe do an angular event. And then we accidentally created, you know, the largest angular event on, on the planet. <laughs> and so, um, it's so a fun we, little accident. Yeah, we worked really hard. Once we realized, oh man, we accidentally did this huge thing. We work really hard to make sure it's awesome. And if you've never been, uh, you should go because you'll see. Yeah, this is this is a crazy like high value conference where you meet the people that are going to change your career at NGCom. The people who will That's change awesome. your career, you meet them at NGCom. So, and then. The good that, news is that uh, we we haven't been to NGConf yet, but uh, you've you've stamped our approval to do some podcasting while we're there this year. So yeah, you excited. guys definitely have a chance to do that. We'll we'll make sure you have space. Um, and and if you want to work with us, we'll make sure you get in touch with the people you want to to have on your podcast. So so yeah, that would be perfect. We'll touch base after. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And then um, a GDE. I'm a Google Developer Expert. That was cool. Like five years ago, the other team was like, oi. Uh, come do this thing and uh it's been i didn't realize how much that title would change other people's perception of me like but yeah. it does they they think it matters so um so i guess it does matter but it's really <laughs> cool i'm the same guy i was before but um so being a gd has been huge google sometimes pays for you to travel and go to conferences that you normally wouldn't have gotten to go to or like when i do go give a talk Google will pay for my flight and hotel. So the conference doesn't have to pay for my flight and hotel. So like, that's awesome. It, it's a way to constantly give back to the community. And I love it. So the GDE, I've been a podcaster for quite a while. We just, NGConf just stopped uh, what we were doing for podcasts. And we just started our new podcast. It's called the Angular Show. Uh, we've got like six episodes queued up. It'll be out soon. And then I'm an ice fisherman. That's like my favorite uh, <laughs> hobbies, ice fishing. So, so, so yeah. you're actually uh, based in Utah, correct? 
Yeah, yeah, just south of Salt Lake do you, City. Do you get a do you get a lot of uh, ice fishing time these days? So yeah, I went I went on Sunday and I went the Sunday before that, and then in December I went three times, and I had out of the three trips I had two car accidents. So that was that was. <laughs> that was sucky no that is not yeah good. it was bad yeah not, not good not good awesome so um uh what what kind of got you into the angular side of the house i assume that drove everything else was it just client work um that you were doing on the side and then you started your own company kind of around that so um i used to work at a large organization here in salt lake um it's called ics and there was like, I don't know, several hundred developers. And there was one team that was like the stack team. And they decided what stack the teams would use. And I was I was part of the JavaScript stack team. And we were we we were on backbone and it, it was time to to do the next thing and do knockout or AngularJS or you know Ember. Like, Cause that was really your three options, you know, or keep going with backbone. And Angular, I mean, hands down won that won that battle right angular sure. js was the it was the best option to go there so I, we, we kind of took the whole organization that direction and then i went to another company and we also moved them to angular js and then um and that's just kind of been and then ngconf helps keep me kind of in <laughs> as well but now now most of my client work is all around angular and most of like why i get brought in to do architecting stuff is all around like ng upgrade scenarios or um more advanced angulars topics that, that people need help either training on or just implementing inside their app so that's really cool yeah. uh did you find yeah. like jumping from like angular js into into what we know as angular now um was that difficult do you do you still have a lot of clients or people that you deal with that are still on js or yeah i mean there's still a lot of people on angular js it was it was the only option for like three or four years. So there's right. still a lot of people on it, you know, for the last three or four years, react has been, you know, just gangbusters. And then yep. for the last two angular has been gangbusters mm-hmm. as well. But you, if you go back to pro- projects that were created pre five years ago, most of them are going to be on angular Jess. And sure. so, yeah. um, and so, yeah, I still get a lot of calls on that stuff. And, and a lot of it is around upgrading and, and some of the pitfalls that people will get to there. Cool. Because a lot of people, they they want to start using Angular, but they don't want to shut down and like throw away their old code and, you know, rewrite. So, you know, doing NG upgrade is the way you do that. It's the most cost efficient way forward. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and ngconf, you probably start, um, they keep kind of delaying nine, but that'll probably be the the big release of Ivy, right? Um, any, Any thoughts on kind of what a game changer that'll be? Yeah, so I've done quite a few talks about where I think Ivy will take us. Um, I think Ivy opens up the ingenuity around Angular to the community. And so I think that the community will begin to provide some some additional solutions, and, and it won't all depend on the Angular team as much. An example is like Dominic Elm. He created um, template streams is what he calls them. And it's a way to like you can register a click event just by doing dollar click equals clicks. And then on your component, you now have a click observable, you know what I'm saying? That will get you all your clicks. And so like, and that, that, that's, that's an easy way to kind of funnel click events into an observable that before 
manually to wire that up, it would take it several lines of code, but now you just kind of will get that out of the box. And so I think it's going to open up some of the ingenuity to the community. And so it's really kind of anyone's guess as to where that's going to go. All, all I know is it should make Angular significantly more reactive, which is, is got me excited. So. Yeah. I'm super excited to hear a, a bunch of the talks. Um, hopefully that, that come at ng-conf around that same subject. So uh, yeah. I'm eager to get to that moment for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, without further ado, let's, uh, let's talk about Scully. I mean, this is the hot item on our list. It's the first static site generator that I know of, um, that, uh, is built on Angular. It's kind yeah. of awesome. Um, we just, uh, we just demoed a little tutorial on at Jamstack last night. Um, yeah. you're, you're awesome throwing some comments, way. updates. Uh, I really appreciate that by the way. Yeah. Um, so tell me, tell me what drove you to to make this move um, down Scully and static site generation in Angular. So I mean, kind of. It looks like we lost Nick. That's okay. Nick does most of our editing. <laughs> <laughs> so Scully came from. Uh, <clears throat> when I when we when we created ng-conf, we didn't know that we were at the perfect time to build this thing. Right. And we were, and since then I've been like, man, what are some other things that are just like the perfect time for a thing? And like four months ago, I was like, man, I've heard people asking for a static site generator in, in angular for over two years. So this thing should already exist. It's, it's surprising. It doesn't, especially considering where Gatsby is. And so I was like, I just kind of reached out to the Angular team and was like, hey, what's the status? You know, where are we at? Like, uh, do you need help or should I help someone or do you need someone to build it from scratch and tell me? And Steven was like, yeah, we need someone to build it uh, from scratch because no one's really working on it. But we have some ideas of what it should be like and blah, blah, blah. He, 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 had, he, had, he had well thought out what he thought it should be, which was awesome. So we sat down. He he brain dumped onto us, which was fantastic to have the the synchronous like the what's that the synergy between them and us to be able to use their ideas in in this project, and so uh, so and, and we kind of came back with ah maybe a little bit different, um, you know maybe a little bit more Gatsby ish you know and, and we came we came to a place where we're like yeah this is how it should be, and so he was like cool well I'm gonna give you this. And so they, they're like, we're going to give you some, we're going to help you start. So they helped us out. And then um, we built it and it didn't take too long to get something that worked, but it was extremely buggy. And we're still working out some of the kinks. Like, like sometimes people will run our commands and they'll get an error that doesn't make sense. And so we're trying to be like, Hey, make that error friendly. Like stop, sure. stop swallowing the actual error. Or stop giving me the actual error and give me like a friendly error. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it reminds me of the initial days of Angular. Like, yeah, it would it would blow up, and you're like, it's a module somewhere. I think I don't know what's going on, and now it's yeah. just you know you, light years ahead. So you you'll get there, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's kind of where we we're going. And honestly, last night as I watched your guys' podcast, I was like, uh, or not your podcast, your your meetup. I was like, yep. yeah, we. We should add. So I added a couple issues around kind of what you guys were experiencing last night. So, so yeah, yeah. it was it was pretty cool. So for people that haven't kind of checked it out yet, um, I, I'm gonna 
go off the cuff here a little bit, but basically it, it takes any of the router um, uh, routes that are set up in Angular and it starts just going through those and basically creating static HTML JavaScript pieces of that, um, which is it's a shift from Gatsby, right? Gatsby kind of says, hey, give me all your pages and we'll kind of keep building it and you'll write Node.js and we'll create some more. But you're kind of attacking it um, more from the sense that we already have an Angular project out there um, and we want to kind of make it more static. Can you talk through like what that mindset is and yeah. that shift a little bit? Yeah, so um, I want you to imagine like all the React apps that were created before Gatsby existed, right? Um, they're not really candidates for Gatsby because Gatsby's written a very specific way. I think we can agree. And um, yep. so to kind of shoehorn an existing React app into uh, a Gatsby app, it takes not a, not an insignificant amount of heavy lifting. Like it takes it takes work, and you need to be like dedicated to it. Otherwise, you're not going to get it. And a lot of projects are just kind of, they're not, they don't, they're not inside the net for, um, for Gatsby. Angular had something kind of like that already. And it's called Angular Universal. And um, you could, you could write an Angular app in a way that it could run in a universal scenario. And what that means is it's generated on the server. And um, you could get some of the same benefits of Gatsby by using a universal, but it had the same limitations where like you had to write a very specific version of Angular and you couldn't just use any third-party library you wanted because if that third-party library wasn't safe to run in a universal context, then your, your app was broken. Like your build would fail and you couldn't, you couldn't kind of go forward um, with this Angular universal app. You'd have to get rid of that dependency. Similarly, if you want to take an existing project that's in angular and you want to put it into universal that's a heavy lift it's very <laughs> difficult it's not easy for anyone who's done a universal app from scratch it takes a lot of effort just to keep it in con in, in line with universal to take an app that's not in line and get it in line it's a massive massive focus and so we we realized that puppeteers crazy fast compared to some of the solutions that existed in the past and if we used Puppeteer, instead of rendering it inside of Node, which is what Gatsby and, um, and, uh, and I mean, all of the, I'm, 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 I feel bad for targeting Gatsby. It's really everything. Right. <laughs> it's not just them. Like everybody besides Scully, basically, right, uses this Node context. And so um, we, we knew, hey, if we, if, we, if we go ahead and run this in Puppeteer, then at that point, it's just running in the browser any angular app could do it in fact we could add react support and then any react app could do it too and so we knew that going the puppeteer route would allow for the most flexibility and the easiest to integrate with overall so um in a few months once we've completely nailed down the angular story um we'll add react support and then react apps react projects can start using it as well and getting the exact same benefits using the exact same plugin system right and and um getting the the same kind of um benefits out of the out of the project that 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 that, that gatsby gets but without having to rewrite into a gatsby version of react right sure. and, and and view and other projects so our goal is is for that. so right now we're trying to get that first like power story. So we have a big client, a huge client that makes tons of money. Like their, their conversion rate is astronomical. 
And they're like, we want to pre-render our stuff because we know we could make more if our mobile story was nailed down. Sure. So we're, we're working on implementing uh, Scully with this client. Now, here's the thing. It's an Angular, AngularJS hybrid app. So it's not just an <laughs> Angular app. So we're already proving out our story that this works with non-Angular apps too. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. And so we've added, we've already added functionality to, to, to provide affordances for non-Angular apps. And so technically at this point, you could probably already run a React app through it. It would take some TLC, but you could, you could probably get it to do it. In fact, I should do a demo. I should just do a sample of POC, but, 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 um, but largely it's, it's, it's awesome already where it's at. And so we're, we're really, really excited um, given where we're starting from. So, so yeah. Does how, that make so sense? how does it, yeah, kind of, but how, like, how does that work? Do you still have to use the angular router or are you mainly like writing all the configuration for Scully at that point and so somehow the, like balancing the react router with it? So the the cool part is we don't integrate too much with Scully, with with sorry we don't integrate too much with Angular like okay. we largely just provide a few hooks in Angular like hey this thing this thing and this thing but we needed to provide affordances for Angular JS as well right hmm. so we've already written some I'll call them affordances but they're really hooks to allow non Angular things to say Scully also do this route also do like. You, you see all the Angular routes, but there's also all these other routes that you don't see. So that's, do that's interesting. So, so like if I fired up a create React app, right? And through, like not even with routing maybe, you know, and you just started carving out kind of, here's what we want the static version of this to actually look like. And then you just kind of start that configuration side to it. You're basically just popping out React yeah. changes I mean, you at could, the end of it. You could add a create React app with routing. And it would just work. You don't need the Gatsby pieces. You could just yeah. do create a React app and it will just work. And that's what's so cool about it is we're already adding these affordances to do that stuff. I should be able to see it just to kind of get everyone to say, oh, yeah, he's right. It does work. Yeah, I think that'd be a huge like revelation like for people to realize what's really going on there at that point. Um, yeah. Where was my head going with that? Uh, so, so, so honestly, with the, the Scully setup, in, in that way, do you see like the the evolution to, to like where Gatsby started providing plugins and things like that to build out like more pages to like contentful you could pull in? I know you guys have a, a markdown kind of example out there to build from. Uh, is that the like grand vision to start to catch up yeah. to like all those providers and plugins and things like that? Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to tell you our vision. Um, our vision was different than like, I, I, I'm going to keep calling out Gatsby just because everyone knows it. And, and I'm not trying to <laughs> right. pick on them. Ours was just as big as them. And we're, we're way younger, but it's, right. um, the vision is, is actually bigger if I'm being honest. And um, we, as you, as you learn Gatsby, one of the things is like, Hey, you can't do anything without learning GraphQL. So a lot of people are like, Oh God, I, I don't, I don't know it. I don't, I don't have time to know it. Maybe I'm too junior to even grasp the concept. It's like, I don't know, you know? And we were like, well, what if, what if our interface is not GraphQL? What if our interface is a promise? So what if we make our interface be just the standard promise that everyone already knows, yeah. right? <laughs> if, if you made it through a web dev school and didn't learn promises, then you went to the wrong web dev school. 
cool, right? <laughs> and so we wanted to allow you to um, to just write, to write a plugin, but with as simple as as providing a, as as giving me back a promise. And so that's that's kind of what the the plugin uh, API is all based on. It's all based on promises. So if you have like what what's the npm contentful npm js contentful i bet contentful has one already has oh, an sdk for for gatsby or yeah just for no just for yeah, contentful yeah, yeah oh, so contentful yeah. yeah they do contentful has its own sdk on um on npm right One hundred and seventy-two thousand downloads a week so <laughs> so you can just write it you can just write a, a a plugin that says hey i use that node package and I get the data and I return it in a promise and I'm done. Like, so plugins are super simple to use. You just yeah. use the already existing node architecture and hopefully there's already a, a JavaScript SDK, some node SDK that already exists, like for Incontentful's sake or WordPress has them, Adobe AEM has them, like all the yep. big ones already have node SDKs. So you, you need to get data content out of a CMS. Mm-hmm. There's already a CDK, that, an SDK that does it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's super interesting to me at that point yeah. because now you're finally starting to become, you know, I'll say part of the Jamstack story with Scully. That it was a piece that was definitely missing, in yeah. my opinion. Um, like I, I, I grew up Angular, right? But I had yeah. to write all of AJMP over to a Gatsby site because I. That's what I wanted. I wanted a statically built site. I didn't want a spa that loaded up. I wanted good SEO. Like all those yeah. parts and pieces, not saying you couldn't do it with Angular. Like there's ways. It was hard. You know, it, it's hard. It, yeah. <laughs> it was like it, compared to Gatsby. It was impossible. Gatsby yeah. was just so much easier. It makes sense why you would have done that. It, it, that's a good decision. So yeah, I totally get it. So kind of on the same, but, uh, but that's where school came from. So many friends of mine were like, ah, oh, dude, I really need performance. Performance yeah. is now number one. I got to have it. SEO performance. Right. I don't want to have heavy cost for production. So I need the low cost on production, high security. I'm going to Gatsby. Yeah. And I, that's and it's like yeah. all these Angular developers who are like, I'm going to Gatsby. It's like, cool. That's, that's is even more baffling that this doesn't exist for Angular. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's where Scully came from. The crazy part for me is I didn't even know React until it's like, well, I'm going to move to Gatsby. And then all of a sudden, like, all right, I'll learn React on top of it. So it, it's kind of fun to see that. Um, I guess to dive back into some of the performance things, um, you actually commented on like to create a hundred pages or whatever the quote was. I think it was a thousand pages. You were kind of quoting like under a minute. Um, Currently uh, it supports Angular 9, not eight, correct? No, we we, we added eight support. So there's eight and nine. And technically Uh, the eight, you should be able to install the version eight inside your seven as well. So if you had an Angular 7 project, you probably could still get Scully to work just by using the eight uh the eight dependencies sure. but the nine ones are are they're, they're distinct so you you, you do, do you have see to... a, a speed improvement there no i mean not really the it's, way it's so marginal it's it's i uh, the speed improvement would be does angular render faster in nine if it does, then that's the improvement that we would have. But sure. it's not our tool was getting faster. And last I saw, Ivy has like all these goals to be faster. I don't know how much faster it actually is, like this initial release. I know it's uh, some it's kind faster. of wondering the same. <laughs> I know it's some smaller, but it's not 
everything we've been waiting for for two years. It's the fastest, smallest thing ever. It's not that. But yeah. it allows them to now go towards that, which they were completely blocked. So Ivy, just getting it out allows – it also – on top of unhandcuffing the angular community and unhandcuffs the angular team as well. So any speed improvement in Scully from nine, it would, it, it's, it's transitive. It's the actual, actually it's just because angular is faster. So I would bet it's probably negligible. So uh, a couple of the, the items on the question list here. Um, I don't know what they fully make sense, but I'm going to ask them anyways. Uh, so I think we covered lazy loaded routes and Jamstack. It looks like that works perfectly. Uh, yep. It makes sense because it's just built into the, the router basically. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you start to do with like things like auth guards and things where my Firebase backend is preventing you to access a page? Does that still get built? How does that work within within that whole piece? So let me, I don't know. With auth guards, you mean? Like, so I yeah. have a view yep. that doesn't that it, you have to be logged in to see it. All right. Does your guard redirect? Uh, no. What does your guard do? Does it just let's say it, let's say it does redirect. Let's okay. make it fun. Okay. So if you did, let's say you have an auth guard that's like egg slash admin and you have an auth guard that's like, yep. if you're not off and you're not an admin, go back to the homepage or whatever, right? Yep. Um, If you, so, and then, and then, and then Scully tries to render that. So I, I, there's this new concept that you have to kind of think about when you're doing a Gatsby or an a, a, a Scully app, which is there's dev time, then right. there's generate time, and then there's the time that it runs on your client's computer. So you have this new time that you have to think about. And so generation time, like Scully build time, it's going to run inside of a Puppeteer browser. And so the... It's, it's exactly what you think is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to say, hey, go to this page. The auth guard is going to say false, redirect back to home. And then for that view, it's going to actually render the home page. That makes sense? So it's, yeah, it's going yeah. to be kind of wonky. So you do have to consider that in your views sure. because the puppeteer is not, it's not authenticated, right? Like yeah. when you think about it, uh, it's not an authenticated view. It's, it's unauthed. So Cool. I suppose there's a way we could provide you to auth for those guards, but for now, <laughs> that's not a thing. So yeah, like provide a CLI string or something like that that actually yeah. auths it in, or just some plugin configuration. Yeah, something yeah. like that. That's cool. Um, so one of the weirdest things, just getting used to Gatsby, like uh, learning React, you start to dive into Gatsby. Like it's always considered not running in the browser, right? So like if you have anything mm. related to a, a window, and I know this is very unangular, but I'm going to ask it yeah. always like, if you're referencing window, your build will blow up in Gatsby. Is that kind of yeah. something you see in Scully as well? No. I mean, you can reference... Because that, you're puppeteer, it, right? Yeah, because it's puppeteer. The window does exist. I mean, in, 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 in Gatsby, you can make an affordance. You can say, hey, in my right. Gatsby config, if you see the window ignore it or just don't barf like you can save yourself yep. from death right um but um so it's not like you can't talk to the window in gatsby you just have to right, add extra right. extra affordances to allow you to do that and in angular universal you don't even have that affordance like if right. you're talking to the window in angular universal you're dead like your right. app dies and 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 the problem with it isn't that you're gonna do it the problem is, is that also your third-party libs that libs that you depend on, they might be doing it, and so yeah. that's where you really die. That's it's the like, worst part. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't even know what all my tool chain is doing. 
I know what I'm doing and maybe I enforced it on my team, but what is the tool chain we're using do? Like what does my third yeah. party libs do? And so you have to support everyone being universal safe, which, which is just sucks for, for, I think that sucks for Gatsby. I think that sucks for universal. I think it just sucks. Right. And, and Scully just does not have that limitation, which is yeah. what makes because it so the you, puppeteer you can piece. add it. Yeah. It makes it so you can add it into an existing angular project or into an existing, you know, framework X project. So, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, so one of the, and maybe you're learning this with the, the bigger provider that you're working with there or the client, I should say. Um, so I have like a, a sanity backend that, um, you know, is consumed through GraphQL and then that presents to a page and it builds out type of thing. Um, when, when you have that kind of setup and you're used to, um, non-developer, um, type people, producing content right so they're not in markdown they're in some fancy like contentful sanity whatever back end um the biggest complaint i always get is kind of that live render capability to see what they're posting along with um what we have to build this now there's thousands of pages in um how how do you see that kind of vision in the devops world if it is devops um kind of fitting in in angular like are you rebuilding constantly what's that look like yeah, I mean, if you're building, whether you're doing this with Universal or Scully, if you're statically generating your website, so so so, I'm gonna tangent real quick and then come back to answer your question yeah, again. Tomorrow. So in Angular nine, the Angular Universal team added a new feature called pre-render. So you can get a lot of pre-rendering functionality with Universal now. So a lot of what, hey, Scully's awesome. It gives you this. You can get some of that now with um, with Universal. Right. And a lot of people were pre-rendering their website with universal and then deploying the static, but they had to manually write those scripts. Right. Anyway. So that pre-rendering thing has kind of existed for a while, but you have to custom it. It's, it's existing more by default in angular nine through universal. Um, so, uh, sorry. So, so I just wanted to explain that that also exists with universal as well. So, cause I'm trying, I'm trying to be impartial and, and, and educate everyone as all their options, right? Not just yeah, totally. hey, use Scully no matter what. Yeah. Um, now remind me what your question was again. Yeah, basically the the big question is always when you're a non-technical team on the back end. Oh yeah. Um, okay. You, you actually mentioned that. AEM, right? AEM is a great yeah. example. Um, so you have content editors that are creating your blog posts, right? They're used mm. to like a WordPress or AEM where like here's what you're doing, you see it, and then you just publish and it's there, right? There's no build time or anything like that. What what do you see in kind of that DevOps workflow for um, Scully in the future? Is that like, yeah. How, so how's that fixed? I think that um, I think that when Scully is big enough and ready to like go to the next level, and it's like, hey, we need to pivot into a, a for-profit company. I think mm-hmm. our SaaS offering will be providing a layer of hooks that allow you to redeploy your Angular app. So, because because there's there's a really simple rebuild of Scully when I, when the angular didn't change and I just need to re-render your website. That's okay. a really simple build. Versus, That's interesting. I, I haven't read on that one. So you could actually do one new blog post and it just creates that page. I Is mean, that- ideally that's where we're going to okay. be as long as the angular code hasn't changed yep. then, and, and I just need to re-render content then yes. Okay. But, but you have to, but so there's two types of builds is all I'm trying to see mm-hmm. the angular changed code, the angular code changed or just the content changed. Right. 
And the first deploy kind of has to be done in house, right? I have to have access to your Git re- to your GitHub sure. repo, where I can do an ng build and whatever all your tests and blah and blah to make sure everything's copacetic. And then the second half is the scully part of that. Well, if 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 marketing changes some content inside AEM or WordPress or whatever, right? You said yours is sanity through GraphQL. Where if you change content in those, um, then you you can only do the second half. You can just do the Scully build because the Angular is the exact same. So I can still take the same right. bundle we had from your last build and just do a content deploy. And so I think companies are going to be able to. They're going to have to have two types of. Like the company I'm working with, we've definitely already restructured their CI/CD to say, "Hey, um, luckily for them, their their content doesn't change too often." But there sure. are companies where their content's gonna be changing multiple times a day, right? And yeah. they're gonna have to have hooks that says, "Hey, if this happens, rebuild. If this happens, rebuild, but only do the second half of the build. But if yeah. this happens, do the full build, right? Where you." Re- where you redeploy all the Angular and then regenerate every single route with Scully. Now, here's the thing. If, if if you only change content, I can allow you to just generate a couple new pages because all of your bundle names are the same, right? right? Like your Angular file names didn't change. The hashes on your file names are the right, same as the right. last time. But if the Angular code has changed, you have to regenerate the whole website. Otherwise, yeah. some of the URLs will, will, will be pointing to one angular hash file name and others will be pointed to an angular hash file name that doesn't exist anymore. So anytime angular gets redeployed, you have to rebuild everything. But the good news is it's very fast. Like thousands of pages are only going to take you one or two minutes, like tops. Like it's not, it's not like this big, Oh my gosh thing. Right. I mean, if you're, if you, if your build box is like two core, two gigs of Ram, then I'm going to have to eat crow on my commitment to the time there. It's going to take <laughs> yeah. longer. There's some technical aspects behind that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's even as small as my stuff is. It's one of my pain points. Like if, if I don't change any code right now, I have to rebuild the whole thing. And it's, it's kind of because there's twofold in there, right? Like I have a blog list or a lessons list or a course list, but then within those, I need the blog pages built as well. And so I don't know of a way, maybe there is a way on on Gatsby to say, hey, I didn't touch the code. Like, don't mess with that. But just recreate the blog list page and recreate um, the blog page and update Algolia and things like that. But um, it would be nice to get into a world that like, hey, I just added a page. Please release this thing. Create it statically. Done. Right. Like that limits the build time. Huge. Yeah. That was why we we had the opportunity to say, hey, let's just. Let's make an Angular builder for the Angular CLI. And then the whole Scully will happen through this builder. And the problem with that is it forces you to do the whole build every time. The Angular build and the other build. And sometimes the Angular build with tests, how long can Angular builds take? Like I've seen Angular builds take significant amount of time, right? With tests and everything. Like they take time. Um. I don't know of anything in Gatsby that would allow you to bypass the the React rebuild. Um, but with Scully, that was why we built we architected it separately. We're like, hey, if you only need to do the second piece, then you can just do the second piece. And so that's largely where we're at. Very cool. And, yeah, and what I, we want we want to do on. is 
we want to be able to say, hey, cash the routes, cash the routes that you find so that when you do a Scully build, that first 15 or 20 seconds where it's discovering the routes, well, you can skip that. So we're, we want to be able to say, cash the routes. And then if you know there's no new routes, so this is only a content change build, then just use the same cash routes as last time. Because if you yeah. can do that, man, then then we can start to, and, and so you use cash routes and only build pattern, like routes that match these patterns. So right. anything with blog, like then all of a sudden things get crazy, right? Yeah, that's a game changer for yeah. sure. Yeah, so that's, cool. that's where we're at where people can people can deploy stuff without having to recompile all their javascript so that's the goal though that's why i think once we get solid on angular and then we add react support and we're solid on that as well uh, this is going to be stupid people are going to flock to this thing like crazy it's going to be bad yeah, that's really fun yeah. uh well that's probably all the technical questions i have on scully is there anything else you want to mention about it uh you asked about where the name came from in this docker that you have here. Yeah, that was going to be my next fun question. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm big into trying to make the world look like what it should look like. And by that, I mean, I'm into equality and yep. I'm into diversity and inclusivity, making people feel welcome. And um, so I was like, hey, let's, let's get this thing to be named a superhero name because it's built by hero devs. But let's get a hero that... I want it to be a powerful female protagonist that everyone can love. And so we kind of started looking at names and a friend, Sharon Diorio, she recommended Scully. She said Dana Scully. Like that was one of the things I was like, I was like X files, static files, X files, static files, static site generator. Like this fits. And that's really cool. Dana Scully was an absolute badass. Right. And so it it just, it just kind of made perfect sense at that point. Up to that point, we had been calling it Project Coulson uh, behind the scenes because <laughs> like we needed Phil. to hear a name. Yeah, like Phil Coulson. That's exactly. awesome. <laughs> so it was up to that, it was Project Coulson. But then once we found Scully, everyone was like, definitely Scully. So that's we, really we, cool. We that's a that's good backstory. Scully. Yeah. So, so, so that's where I come it, from. It kind of fits into my uh, random question then. Uh, do aliens exist? Are they, they out there? They, they, how could they not be, statistically speaking? Yeah. Oh, like, I'm saying both. If you look at the theory of Pansporia, they they have to exist. There's no way that they don't exist. Very cool. Um, so I don't know if you happen to see or not. We we also do like a perfect pick at the end of the show. Um, if you don't have yours ready, I can give you a minute. And you think okay. about it. I'll go. Second. Um, I I hope my uh my screen share doesn't die. I've been having a problem with my Mac and screen sharing, but I'm gonna throw up. Of course, my pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it from you before you get to it. Let's see here. <laughs> NGConf. Go know. check it out. I'm looking forward to uh, traveling out there in April, um, meeting all the people. Uh, to your point earlier, uh, Aaron, uh, it's a game changer. I think I always preach people when you go to conferences, please network. I mean, that is the number one thing. Maybe maybe number two, but really close to number one thing. Um, the content is, is of course, probably number one. So that's my first pick. Uh, my second pick, I can't wait for the day um, that it shows up on Site Builder. There's going to be a Scully out on StackBit that just can create a site like magic. So those are my, my two picks for my day. Nothing too random. No Netflix shows today. 
Um, how about how about you, Aaron? All right. Um, let me share my screen. So my pick is going to be. I found this podcast recently. It's called the last podcast on the left. And I, I largely do podcasts around um, work stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. But these, these podcasts have nothing really to do with, with programming at all. And um, it's three of the most entertaining podcasters I've ever heard ever. And um, like, they're just so good at what they do. And like, so I'm from Utah and they did this, they did six episodes on um, Mormonism and for, being from Utah, they were absolutely fascinating. <laughs> like just because these dudes who don't, they, they've never been like as surrounded by Mormonism as, as I have been, their analysis of it was one of the funniest 14 hours I've ever sat. So I was <laughs> laughing basically uncontrolled like i was i was either learning or just crying from laughter they're so funny so i'm just going to pick the last podcast on the left if you need something entertaining that's not um programming related very cool so, so yeah well i really appreciate your time i know you're a busy man um uh, if we don't talk prior to the conference i'm looking forward to coming out meeting you shaking your hand maybe we can do a yeah. podcast while we're out there yeah hopefully awesome cool thanks aaron really appreciate your time yeah, appreciate it, uh, Remember, everybody else, check us out on perfect.dev. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Head over to perfect.dev to check out our other content and say hi to our community. No matter what you are pursuing, keep working and stay perfect.